0: You are listening to the Patriot Pastors Podcast, where we talk about today's issues from a pastor's perspective, as well as calling America back to the faith of our fathers. Without God, democracy will not and cannot long endure. If we ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Here's your host, Wade Lentz and Harold Smith. Welcome to the Patriot Pastor Podcast. My name is Harold Smith. I'm here with my co-host, Wade Lentz, the pastor of Barrel Baptist Church, and we are in the prophet's chamber. Yes, the prophet's chamber. Two prophets and a prophet chamber. What does that mean? A
1: a crowd. A crowd.
0: (laughs) Two's company, (laughs) three's a crowd. (laughs) Uh, I am in central Arkansas for, I did a couple of breakout sessions at the BMA of Arkansas state meeting today. And you graciously opened up the Prophet's Chamber for a traveling prophet. And since I was here and you were here, we pulled up a table and set up the podcast material. And we're going to do a podcast today on, a, I think, a very needed topic. Um, I think it's one that needs to be discussed, and it probably takes somebody like you and I to do the discussing. But we're going to talk about being politically correct or the need to be politically incorrect, or really just being accused of being politically incorrect <laughs> when you say the truth, yeah. you know, I mean, that's basically, we live in a society where it's just crazy Wade.
1: It is, you know, it's, we live in a society that's uh and, and a culture where you're almost afraid to say something because you're going to offend someone. And I th- I think this is just getting worse and worse. And as more and more people, uh, think of other things that you're not supposed to say that is offensive and so forth. And you know I'm there's times when I, I preach behind a pulpit and there are some things that I say I'm thinking while I'm preaching, oh wow, should I have said that? You know, is somebody going to be offended? And I give you for instance is uh if I quote a uh a black preacher, I I'll, I'll say something like this, you know, this uh uh the gr- late great uh black preacher E. V. Hill said this. Right. And um I'm thinking, okay, I hope I didn't offend somebody by saying the word black. But because the African American is the correct term, but you you think about it, the, the term African American doesn't necessarily define the color of a person because, mm-hmm. you know, Elon Musk, the new owner of Twitter, is white, yet he's an African American. He's from mm-hmm. South Africa. So I had a lady, um, I guess it's been about three years ago. I was, it's like a Thanksgiving sermon. And I mentioned something about the Indians and the pilgrims. Okay. It was really, really good sermon.
0: Third grade stuff. Third 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 grade stuff. Yes. Squanto,
1: all those Did
0: you have all the kids in Sunday school cut out the brown paper (laughs) sacks and make it? Well, I was wearing my pilgrim
1: outfit. Okay. You know, Yes. So, anyway, I said Indians, and somebody came to me after the church, after the sermon, and said, uh, You know, Brother Wade, it's uh, it's Native American, Native American. And I said, No, no, they're Indians to me. Mm-hmm. They're Indians to me. You know, uh, at least I didn't say Indians. Yeah. Or, <laughs> well, or Redskins, you know. I,
0: the thing about it is, I preach in several times, and you've preached there too, in Indian Baptist church in Smithville, Oklahoma. Mm hmm it was a church planted by Indians to reach Indians and they named it Indian Baptist church. Yes. Uh, if they're okay with it, why does somebody who's not even an Indian have to come and correct us that you shouldn't say this? I right. mean, that's the whole point. That's why we need to have this discussion.
1: Yeah. And that reminds me of last year, my youngest son Maddox was in, uh, in kindergarten and they had a dress up day for Thanksgiving. and He dressed up as an Indian. There was a parent who was very upset that all the students dressed up in in, in the Indian with the, uh, you know, the their feathers and the face paint. And she, she said, oh, that's just degrading. And uh, she told this to Amanda. And I said, do you want me to talk to her or do you want or do you want to tell her how I feel? So and Amanda's like, don't say that. But that's the society we live in. We can't even freely express ourselves, and everything we, we do is deemed as something offensive. And like you say, it's really not offensive to the, the person such as the Indians. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's just Most it's
0: African-Americans I know refer to themselves as black.
1: Yeah. Right. Here
0: I am, a black man, talking to you, a white man. And I sure. don't say, oh, no, no, no. I'm Caucasian. <laughs>
1: right. you, you
0: know what I, I mean?
1: European American.
0: Yeah, yeah. We yeah. all understand. I mean, the, these are not derogatory terms, right? And that's what gets me about being politically correct. It's like, oh, okay, society, what have you deemed wrong today? Mm-hmm. I, I just kind of want to get up yeah. every morning and get a news memo that says, okay, effective today, November third, this will no longer be acceptable.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's that's exactly the way the way it's headed. Uh, my uh especially with this lgbtq plus junk um my brother works for a a large corporation and they uh they are all the time taking their employees through sensitivity training and in this training they give you a list of things that you are allowed to say and things that you are not allowed to say and right now the biggest thing is the transgenderism and the the proper pronouns that they are to refer to other employees just a bunch of junk and it's stupid and they're cramming this down the employees' throats and um, which creates a lot of of difficulty, obviously, uh, but just the other day, um, my brother received an email from his this corporation he works for, and they were degrading the Conway public school system uh, because the Conway public school system Uh, voted the school board voted to disregard to not allow two books in the library which were horribly pornographic Mm. horribly pornographic and um, because the school board voted not to allow them in the library uh, the lgbtq plus crowd got all up in arms calling a a foul that this this was just uh discrimination against them and Lee received this email from his corporation he works for and said and they just said how disappointed they are in the Conway Public High School and the the school district. And that we are ensuring that all the LGBTQ plus uh, crowd can find a safe haven here at this corporation. I won't name it. But uh, what's so odd, Harold, is that their headquarters is in New York City not Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So what right do they think they have to force uh, their their beliefs on a public school system here in Conway? But again, it goes back to political correctness and this junk
0: that we well, constantly deal with. I'll tell you how this affects us. You know, we are preachers. We stand up uh, two, three, sometimes In my, in my instance, sometimes I preach four times a week. So if I'm delivering public addresses four times a week, maybe say two times a week, three times a week on average, how many opportunities in three or four hours of public speaking do I have to say something offensive? Mm-hmm. If we take and broaden everything that can be offensive and we have this now laundry list of don't says words that can no longer be used, words we grew up using and, and never used them in a derogatory way what we've done is we've really put a hindrance publicly on people who make a living speaking. And so this is why in Congress, you see them reading scripted, heavily scripted. It's almost like watching a new Christian read a King James Bible. They stumble through their speeches because they're so carefully orchestrated. I remember Asa Hutchinson talking about the carefully crafted language of his bill. I mean, Mm -hmm. he was so specific about the way he worded it out. People who make a living taking the word of God an offensive book already and laying it before the people. And they do that for three, four hours a week. We've just opened up Pandora's box of reasons to be mad at you and I. Exactly. Yes. And 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 we're not setting out to make people mad. (laughs) No,
1: no, we're not on purpose uh, trying to offend people. uh, But, you know, if if we as pastors continue to give up ground of free speech based upon these things that really started with African-American, you know, all that stuff there, and now it's it's morphed into uh, pronouns, their preferred pronouns and all, all of those things, where is it going to stop? So, yes, pretty soon it's going to overreach into the church where, hey, you cannot preach anything about hell. You cannot preach anything about sin, that's offensive and really in in, in some parts of the of the world it's it's there, uh, such as Canada or um, some European countries, and that's ultimately the the design of political correctness. It's a slow way of muting the truth and and so to me, political correctness is just a means of uh, by
0: the liberals
1: to suppress
0: the truth. That's bottom line. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. It's a way to bypass the First Amendment, the freedom of speech. And, and here's the thing we have to keep in mind. I'm okay if somebody says something offensive to me. Mm-hmm. I'm fat. Somebody goes, you're fat. I'm like, beat you to it. I already figured that out. <laughs> you, I mean, you're not hurting my feelings by being honest with yeah. me. Well, you're ugly. I know I've been ugly for 47 <laughs> years. You just now look noticed. <laughs> the, the thing is, I'm not. When we make it where it's our responsibility not to offend, instead of teaching our kids this slogan, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words Mm -hmm. from you can never hurt me. Now we've said, no, you can't say anything that might potentially hurt this person. Instead of teaching that person to toughen up and learn that we live in a rough world where people talk like adults, we've said everybody has to come down to the lowest level of the lowest denominator of the most offended person in our society. Mm -hmm. Friend, we're never going to plumb the depths of political correctness because there's a weirdo born every minute in this country.
1: Yeah. And they're going
0: to demand that we drop even lower. I mean, we're we're talking now about homosexuality. You know, there's a big push in schools to get litter boxes in the bathroom so people who pretend they're cats can poop in a litter box instead Mm -hmm. of a flushing toilet. Yeah. So, okay, now we have to say, okay, you really are a cat. Yeah. The problem goes back to parents who didn't know how to be parents, so they, they let their kids be anything but realistic. Instead of playing dress up and pretend, they said it was real. No, mm-hmm. you really can be a girl. No, no, you really can change and become a boy. No, you really can be a leopard or a tiger. No, you really can marry your dog. No, you yeah. really can marry your grandma. I mean, where's the end of this?
1: Exactly. And, and part of that Conway School District School Board meeting was about the what they called furries, those who identify themselves as a cat or a dog or whatever. Some of the pushback was that they were wanting litter boxes and they were wanting to wear their uh, collars and all of these
0: things. Stupid stuff. I I could not believe it when I was reading this. When I was in the third grade, for the first time in my life, I saw a kid puke at school and I never forgot it. I I don't remember who puked but I remember the janitor coming out there with like this, this puke soak up stuff like mm-hmm. cat litter, what it looked like. Oh, yeah. And she was sprinkling it all over the hallway. And I mean, it was just, to me, it was an experience. I was like, and it smelled awful. And you know, in the third grade, I said, I have a whole new level of respect for school janitors. Mm-hmm. They're going around cleaning up every kid here's puke when they get sick. Now, if you tell me now the school janitor, has to clean a litter box behind some humans, Lord. How about they get offended? How yeah. about you clean your own litter box? Sure,
1: sure. I, yeah. I mean,
0: at what point do we say, wait a minute? We don't clean litter boxes. We live in a civilized society and have flush and toilets for crying yeah, out loud. Really,
1: and, and you know, really, that you have to implement tough love on on this and. If no, it's common sense. It ain't tough. It is. It's common sense, but it's tough. If you identify as a cat, guess what? Cats don't go to school. Yeah, cats don't get an education. Go home. Yeah. So I mean, that's how that's how you have to treat this stuff and not baby it and and be politically correct around this mess. And so I was proud of the you know the Conway School District for having what common sense yeah, and boy. saying no, but uh, corporations didn't like it. And so what corporations do, and this is what it boils down to, they put pressure on Conway's mayor, Conway City Council, and they're allowed to put pressure on them because they bring in revenue, tax revenue to the city of Conway. And then the city of Conway puts pressure on school board. So it's all about
0: money, follow the money type thing. I had a pastor friend who had some archaeologists come in from Oklahoma State University and they brought some dinosaur fossils and things, and they set it up in, at Greenwood High School. It's Greenwood, Arkansas, it's a town I grew up in. These were professors from Oklahoma State University, I mean a state college, and word got out that these people believed in a, a biblical view of creation and a, some kind of anti-Christian rights movement in Minnesota mm-hmm. called the city of Greenwood, and threatened a multi-million-dollar lawsuit for having accredited archaeologists yeah. from a state college speak in their high school because they had they knew they had a biblical view of creation. So, a little old Greenwood, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, at the time they had seven thousand people. Yeah, they said, "Hey, no more of this. This is the last year." Sure. And why did we bow down to a group of people? From Minnesota.
1: Yeah. Lawsuits, uh, money, being scared, and and, and it's wrong to, to bow down. And that's where we make the mistake of, of doing such a thing. Well,
0: I, I think governments have to b- look at the greater interest of their people, but churches also need to come to grips with the fact they're going to have to make some hard decisions Absolutely. in the future. I yes. mean, we're going to have to reach a point where maybe a pastor goes to jail. You know, Maybe a church gets their lights turned off. Something's gonna to have to wake America out of her slumber.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me give you another quick uh example of the the culture in which we live in. A uh news station uh last fall, uh two of the weather men, the meteorologists there on staff, uh just having fun because we had our first cold front of the year. The highs were going to be in the seventies, and so they did this little skit type thing. Uh, before the broadcast, they put on this uh, this Afro wig and they had a disco ball and they were acting like the 1970s are back, you know. Well, kind of a fun, funny thing. Yeah. And, and these are two white guys. 70s are back. 70s are degrees, back. Yeah. 70s. Yes. Well, the next day they get a phone call from a activist who lives in Little Rock and who is a re- renowned uh, a civil rights activist who is always stirring up trouble. She calls the corporation of which KATV works under. And guess what? They immediately fired the producer, immediately fired the producer. They put those two meteorologists on two weeks leave, and they must go through sensitivity training before they return. Now, you talking about tick me off? That really got under my skin because I know these guys did not mean anything derogatory. This lady, this activist, was saying, "Well, this is uh, uh, you are it's it's much like painting yourself black.
0: Uh, you're hey, you're down." out. My dad has naturally curly hair. Yeah, and he's as white as a wind-driven snow. <laughs> and in the seventies, he had an afro that was so awesome. He was a Pepsi man. Right, He he delivered Pepsis. He had beauty salons saying, let me take your picture and tell people that I permed your hair, (laughs) your naturally curly hair and your natural afro and your white. That wasn't a black thing. Right, right. White people were getting perms. Bob Ross does not have naturally curly hair. (laughs) The guy that paints happy trees, he's white. He got permed. So that he didn't have to get haircuts and yeah. comb his hair. Yeah. Th- this was not a black thing. This is a '70s thing, mm-hmm. and it's 70 degrees. Why do we bow down to one person who makes everything out about them? Exactly. We've got to get over this victim culture. I'm telling
1: you. Yeah, it it ticks me off. I emailed that corporation. I I posted it on Twitter and tagged them, and it did everything I could, but it's uh, to no avail. But it goes back to those meteorologists. Should they have apologized? They they had to apologize before they would go back. I'm telling you now, I don't I can't say I blame them because that is their their paycheck and and, and so forth. But I'd have a hard time apologizing for something I don't think I did anything wrong for. So,
0: well, we're going to end up in a society with no sense of humor.
1: Right. We're going to end up
0: in a society where everything's just cut and dried, black and white. It's going to be communism.
1: Yeah.
0: There's going to be no individuality. There's going to be no joy. There's going to be no humor. Uh, the, the the artists are going to be doing. Li- I mean, political propaganda. Uh, go look at any communist country. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. They have no free speech. They have no individuality. They can't do anything. Everybody's walking around doom and gloom. When you strip people of their ability just to have fun, be honest. Nobody's being singled out or beat up. Right. You're right. going to end up in this just black and white society where with no joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the news is boring enough already. I haven't watched it in six or seven years. Yeah, you take what little bit of fun they can add to it out, and it's even worse.
1: Exactly, exactly, and and that's the whole key. Like you're you're just saying political correctness. Who, who determines the the usage of the words we use? Well, it's it's ultimately not us. It's Somebody else and. And uh, pretty soon, it's, it's it's just the government itself. And uh, we should not give into this stuff. And uh, especially as pastors, you give into this stuff and you are constantly being watchful for what you say. You're going to be that that muzzle is going to extend upon your preaching and what you preach. I just think there's a there's a major yeah. danger with uh, this.
0: Here's my advice to pastors. be So good. Be so kind. Be so gentle. Don't go picking fights where one doesn't need to be picked. If a fight finds you, plant your feet in the ground, draw your sword and die on that mountain. But don't go fighting unnecessary fights because fights are going to find you. But if you have this impeccable character, if you have this, this kind heart of a shepherd, then when people lay these charges against you, nobody's going to believe them. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, "No, I, I know Harold Smith. He, he's not racist. There ain't a racist bone in his body. Right. No, he he he's you know he's well vested in these other communities and cultures. You took that wrong. Yeah. But if we're constantly out there being the shock jock, being edgy, you know, pushing the envelope, as soon as somebody gets an opportunity to lay a charge against us then everybody that hates this is going to pile on, you know? Mm -hmm. And so my advice to you is be biblical, stand your ground, be very frank and candid when you preach, you know, don't mix words. And then if somebody takes it wrong, apologize that they took it wrong, but don't apologize that you said it.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I've been preaching here lately at these uh, LGBTQ parades, these pride parades that's been going on in central Arkansas. And, just about every time I have done so somebody has come up to me and said, well, you're just a racist or you're just a bigot. And, and it's because of the words I say, and that's their excuse to turn me off. And, uh, but as you said earlier, the only thing that's truly offensive is the cross of Jesus Christ. The foolishness of preaching, uh, how the loss defines it. The, The word of God is offensive to sinful man. And, uh, you know, I, I think we don't need to, we don't need to apologize for such things. No,
0: no I, I, you and I are both likable guys. We have lots of friends. We're well-known, well-liked in our circles. You know, um, if somebody were to level a charge against me, anybody that knew me could be a character witness. Mm-hmm. However, because I preach the gospel and I preach that man is sinful and his only hope is in Christ Jesus, there are people that do not like me. Yeah. And they're looking for an opportunity to find some charge against me. But the people that do not like me is not because I've been the south end of a northbound horse.
1: Yeah. Right, you know,
0: right. it's because of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so Peter said, live such good lives among the pagans that though they speak evil of you, they see your good works and glorify God in the day of his visitation. Yeah. So the idea here is, you know, the world can slander us all they want for the gospel. But if we are truly living out Christian lives, they can't charge us with anything other than we have a King above Caesar and we follow Him first.
1: Right, right. And I think it was uh, Spurgeon that said, and you're wearing a Spurgeon shirt now, which reminded me of that. Uh, You know, he said, "Hey, you can put up uh, my—I forget how he put it—my character, and you can write it upon the heavens, and I, I, I would not at all be ashamed of that." In other words, his his character, his reputation. Yeah. Um, was public. He's not trying to hide anything, and uh, and that's the way. That's really well, what you're trying to say. That is
0: a requirement for a pastor. He yeah. must have a good reputation of those without. That's what it says in First Timothy three. Yes. Yes. So we have to be well locked in our community. You know what that means? We pay our bills mm-hmm. on time. If money is owed, we promptly pay it. Right. We're not the people that they're trying to track down and get shake their money out of. Uh, we don't chew out the coaches at the little league field. We don't cuss out the empires, uh, umpires at the ball games. Yeah. You know, we're not constantly antagonistic, causing problems. If we're living that kind of life and we accidentally say Indian instead of Native American, nobody says anything. And those kind of arguments don't get traction mm-hmm. when someone says it. And yeah. I, I'm trying to think of of people that are just well-respected people. And they get away with stuff because nobody wants to hear it. You know, I think about the Reverend Billy Graham. Yeah. You know, I've got my fair share of disagreements with Billy Graham, but nobody would believe that Billy Graham said something bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's Billy Graham, Billy Graham. I mean, he wouldn't do that. And so if we have that kind of character in life, it makes it harder for these charges to stick when some mm-hmm. you know disgruntled person wants to throw them at us.
1: Absolutely, live uh, above reproach. Above reproach. Uh, yes, right. absolutely. And you know we think about the uh, the major leagues and the NFL how they're changing the Washington. I don't know. Used to be Redskins and there's something else now. Uh, the Commanders. Commanders. That's it. Command, okay. Yeah. And then the Cleveland used to be Indians. Does that mean
0: Biden's their coach? He's the Commander in Chief.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bless their heart. They're losing season, I'm sure. But, uh, man, I, I could talk so much about political correctness because I hate it so much. I I, I just think it, it, is, it is, it gets my, on my nerves. Uh, there's a lot know, that gets on your nerves. Wade, your thin know, skin. I know. A lot of people tell me, Brother Wade, uh, we know, uh, Tell us what you are for, because we know what you're against. against. Yeah. So
0: if you know See, me, you know what fat. I'm against. I mean, you're looking at the two of us. If you're watching this online, I'm not <laughs> fat. I'm thick-skinned. Wade is thin-skinned. <laughs> yeah, this is rhinoceros hide. This, there's no fat under this. I, I would get famished if I ate uh, less than two times a day.
1: <laughs> oh man, so you're you're preaching for the BMA state convention type thing, state association? No association. Yeah, they're not a convention. So you're you're a big time preacher. No. It's a small time association. <laughs> Man, I, I never I'm got invited to for-
0: Well, I, I, you know, I was in the Southern Baptist Convention for a long time. I, well, I wasn't in the Southern Baptist Convention for a long time. I grew up in the Southern Baptist Convention. When I became a pastor, I looked behind the curtains where the sausage was made and I said, wait a minute, I, I don't want that sausage. And so I would say three years into my pastorate or pastoring experience, mm-hmm. I, we left Southern Baptist Convention completely.
1: Yeah.
0: But I love the BMA. Um, the BMA of Arkansas has been very good to me. Uh, the last church I did an interim for was a BMA church. And if you don't know what the BMA is, it's the Baptist Missionary Association. And I spoke at a breakout session of the state meeting. So, not a break dance. No, no, that's what I said. I came to break dance. <laughs> they were glad that that wasn't well. I'd been working on. some video of that. Yeah, I'd been working on the worm. I'd been working on that <laughs> and trying to do a backspin. But no, they had me speak on churches helping churches and that's really been the wheelhouse of my ministry even as a pastor lee creek was always involved in helping pastors helping churches we held conferences every year for that our church we poured a lot of money and time into other churches other pastors we've helped we've helped pastors when they got fired you know mm-hmm. we've helped we've sent money where it was needed we We've counseled pastors how to keep from getting fired. And, and that's a lot of what my ministry is today. So when they asked me to speak on that, yeah. I basically just said, here's what I've been doing. You can do it, too. You know, it yeah. well, no. went very well. I Very well received. Very good. Were, were you politically
1: correct when you when you spoke?
0: Oh, uh, nobody threw a hymnal at me. So I think I made it all right. I probably won't be invited back, but I didn't expect that anyway. Yeah. If you,
1: if you know Harold, he was not politically correct. Okay. So <laughs> one
0: guy came up to me, right? One guy came up to me and he said, uh, Well, you're pretty plain spoken. And I, I said, what, what, what do you mean? He goes, Well, you just say what you think. And I said, Well, should I say what I don't think? I mean, <laughs> yeah. why would you say that? And I am. I don't mix words. You know, I just, I. I but here's the thing. One of the old Puritans had this saying, I think it might've been Richard Baxter. He said, if they know you love them, you can tell them anything. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of pastors go into churches before the church ever knows they love them. And they just start pointing out everything's wrong with them. Yeah. You know, and uh, you've got to, you've got to express love. People have to know you love them. I always think about that commercial. I think it was a Geico commercial or something where, Mary Todd Lincoln goes to Abraham Lincoln and says, "Does yes. this dress make me look fat?" Yeah, and he's honest, Abe. Right, <laughs> and, and, and he's like stammering and stammering around, you know. Yeah, and a lot of young new preachers would just go, "Yeah, you look extremely awful. they are bulging at the seams." Yeah, you can't say that until exactly. they know that you love them. You go back to political correctness. If people know that you love them, hmm they're going to know that you didn't mean anything derogatory or racist right. in your statement. You were just simply speaking the way you've been speaking your mm-hmm. whole life with no ill ideologies to sure,
1: it. Sure, sure. Yeah, and our counsel to, to pastors is, hey, don't fall for this stuff. Don't, don't give in to uh, the pressures of being politically correct. Uh, just speak the truth in love. And, um, don't, don't try to, uh,
0: don't script your sermon till you're up there. You know, basically, you can't describe Jesus Christ. You can't talk about the cross. You can't talk about sin. Yes. I I mean, if you just continually be you, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, if you're a God called preacher and you act like a God called preacher, you will find yourself in a fight or two. Yeah but don't let it be an unnecessary one and don't shy away from preaching. Mm-hmm. That's what we're called to do. Preaching is the primary work of a pastor. Yes. We can't yes. let that diminish.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Well, Harold, it's always a joy to do a podcast episode with you, especially in person. In the prophet's chamber. Yeah, in the prophet's chamber. The, this is kind of like the Holy of Holies right here, right? I don't even have my shoes on. <laughs> He is from Arkansas, for sure. I <laughs> only no wear fears. them on
0: Sundays.
1: And <laughs> uh, your new overalls, uh, right? Man,
0: yeah. I got to preach in my overalls at your church at old time. I think it was yeah. like old time or Sunday.
1: Old fashioned Sunday. Old
0: fashioned Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I said, man, I, I do my best preaching in overalls. That was probably <laughs> eight or nine years ago. It was a ago. while back. Yeah. I preached here a couple like a month ago. And people were like, "You wearing them overalls?" I mean, they still remember me preaching in overalls. <laughs> they can't overalls. get it out of their head. <laughs> well, you know, wearing a unitard makes a fat guy look better. <laughs> oh man! Well, we better wrap this thing up. It's probably been thirty minutes, and you got a lot of editing to do on this one to make it politically yeah, correct. Exactly,
1: is that YouTube probably will to share it? So,
0: <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in today. Wade and I have enjoyed it. We hope that you have too. And until next time, may God richly bless you.